Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How are we doing here? Fred is in the building. Sue Thomas has sat down. We're going to... Brace ourselves because this show, ladies and gentlemen, I know there's going to be a lot of empathy out there and you can do a GoFundMe or send flowers or something like that. We have not all worked five days consecutively in probably (laughs) two months, if I had to guess. Fred, if you do the math, really think about the holidays, Thanksgiving. I was off. You were off. Sue was off. Abby was off. Then we were a little bit together. And then there's another holiday coming up. So we're here for you, ladies and gentlemen. Five days. How are you, Sue? Fine. I walked to the car and I had that thought. and It was very, wow, five days. I don't know if I could do it. I know, but we're going to get everyone (laughs) through it. And I will say this. There is no lack of things to talk about here this afternoon. A bunch of stuff going on, and we're going to get to it all in uh, in due time, all the way up to 6 o'clock. I do want to wrap up a little bit of what happened on Friday. We had the roundtable and the uh, the story about the mayor and the masking ordinance, which kind of went crazy on Friday morning, mainly because our uh, our friend from the morning show, Kim St. Ange, blasted out the memo from Tashara saying, hey, employees in the city, you have to wear a mask. Well, this um, did you see, Fred, that the Post-Dispatch actually quoted me and Mark Cox? No, I didn't. Did you see that, Sue? Uh, No, I love that. I was rather surprised by that because they did the story on Friday evening to see what happened. We talked about this on the roundtable. Mark and Kim had talked to the governor. The governor said, look, if anything like this happens, we're going to get involved. And they, I think my sense is they called and said, hey, this isn't really legal, right? Yeah. And then they backed off. So in the post on, um, on Friday evening, it said, by Friday morning, the department was walking back its numbers on RSV and flu infections, which, by the way, that was a part of the story. They they amped up the numbers, acting like, you know, everything was worse than it was. And the employee mask mandate was drawing fire from talk radio. And then they quoted my um, tweet, which said, you knew it was coming. It's a religion to these idiots. 
KFTK 97.1 FM host Mark Reardon wrote on X, the site formerly known as Twitter. Mark Cox, I know, I just, I, it makes me laugh too. Mark Cox, another KFTK host, said in a video posted to X that Parson had just reiterated his opposition to mandates on his show Wednesday and that he had reached out to see whether Parson would back that up. And in fact, he did back that up. So I thought it was a, a good day overall. Now I'm going to tie into this. Carol Markowitz from the New York Post, she's one of my favorites. You see her on Fox from time to time. She wrote a book called Stolen You. And Carol's going to weigh in a little bit later this afternoon, I think after Sue's News, right, Fred? She's in the uh, No, I think she's 525. Carol is going to weigh in at 525 <laughs> tonight. I think I've completely forgotten when anyone is on the show. But we're going to talk about the border crisis with her. Um, there, there were, Sue, there's protests again today. Susan Sarandon was involved, oh, closing great. down bridges and things Holland along those lines. The Holland Tunnel. Yeah. We oh, want more uh, no, illegal Palestinian. Oh, no, this was on this is on the Palestinian thing. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to keep track. Yes, I know. Uh, by the way, on that front, I never said this last week, and I'm not trying to like cause trouble with friends. I don't think anyone's listening right now, but I will say this: I was at a friend's house about a week ago, and his daughter comes back, and um, this was in Colombia, and uh, you know, her dad was giving her a little grief about where she had been during the day, and I've known this kid since she was born, right? And she said, "Yeah, I was at the pro-Palestinian." Uh, protest you and I'm I didn't say I'm not gonna engage right no and she walked out of the room and I told my friend I'm like funny thing I was at that same <laughs> demonstration earlier today uh, Carol's gonna talk about a bunch of different things but one thing that she has tweeted about is Howard Stern has COVID right now and what's interesting about that and I can't find the audio I think they're protecting the audio because of the nature of this but Look, it'd be silly of me to uh, rip Howard Stern in any professional way because the guy has been at the top level of broadcasting yes. for decades. So don't nobody should misunderstand what I'm about to say. And by the way, Howard's interviewing skills, you know, I think are fantastic. I Although agree. he's out there on the woke edge, which is why I don't really listen to him anymore. It's just a choice that I make. And there was a period, you know, between five to ten years ago that I was listening to him on a regular basis. When my daughter was born, when she was too young to understand things, I remember listening every morning <laughs> when I would drive to yeah. daycare. So he um, he's, and I know this just from listening to Howard, but he's a germaphobe, and he's been panicked about the coronavirus. Well, So he goes on the air. He was gone last week, and he says, so we can all get through this show. We're supposed to be back last week. We weren't because I got COVID-19. I just want to announce something. And again, I would play the audio to this, but they've not made it available. Um, I want to announce something. COVID is really bad. You do not want COVID. Oh, blank. I'm going crazy with this. My wife yelled at me last night. We got into a fight. Oh, I guess this is um, they're saying that previously he had talked about his paranoia. And she said, I'm going crazy with this. My wife yelled at me last night. We got into a fight. You know how paranoid I am about getting COVID. I haven't gotten it. and I'm pretty safe and I really don't want to get it. So that was earlier. Right. And he even says, everyone goes, don't worry. It's just a cult for me. It'll probably be way worse. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm the lucky one who will completely fall apart. Well, that was his earlier argument. And what people are focusing in on now is Howard. He, he, wear ma he I think he wears masks to bed. He's masking up all the time. He's been afraid of this thing. He's never gotten it. Fred, you've never gotten it, right? Not that I know of. Which I think is um, kind of, well, again, not that you know of because you right. could have. You could have had a right. mild case or something like that. But it's just interesting because Mr. Stern seems mystified as to how he even got COVID because he was wearing a mask and he was trying to protect himself and he was careful around everybody, which I think is kind of the point that we make, that the masking 
only gets you so far, and and you're going to get it eventually. And some people don't get it at all. Some people have had it three or four times. I don't think that we are ever going to figure some of this stuff out. So Carol Markowitz will weigh in on that and some other stuff. Uh, Sue, did you watch the Golden Globes? I did not. Fred, did you watch the Golden Globes? Uh, I did not. Uh, Abby, did you watch the Golden Globes? She's shaking her head. No, I did not. I did not either. Now, I saw I was watching football yesterday. Fred, were you watching football at all? Yeah, I did. Who had the Golden Globes? NBC, right? I I don't know. I think they usually do. So during the football game, I saw this ad for the Golden Globes, and it said, Joe Coy is the host. And immediately I said, who? Who is I'd Joe Coy? I never heard of I the guy. I thought it was a misspelling because I'd never heard of him either. Right. I'm trying so to think who it was. J-O-K-O-Y. So right. look, I'm, I'll just say, getting older. I'm not as plugged into pop culture as I used to be. And I try to stay relatively plugged into pop culture. And I know who comedians are, et cetera. Although comedians are interesting. They, they get this big following and then I do get caught off guard. And maybe that's what's happened with this guy. So I texted my, my friend in Vegas, Rick, and I said, hey, I'm going to just take, make a test here. You know who Joe Coy is? And he said, yes, I am aware because he kind of had a big following. and He played T-Mobile Center out there and he sold it out. So that's pretty good. You got 20,000 people seeing a comedy show. So I thought, okay, well, people know who this guy is. I think for the most part, a national audience does not. And he goes on the Golden Globes last night and he didn't fare very well. He really kind of had, to, I almost felt bad for him because this was one joke that fell flat. It's not, I don't think this is a bad joke. And I know where he's going with it, but the delivery was off, and they shot to the person. You know, they did a little uh, little shot of the person he was referring to, and yeah. she, <clears throat> Travis's girlfriend, did not look happy. Welcome back, and as you know, we came on after a football doubleheader. Uh, the big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift, I swear. It's just more to go to. Oh, and then they showed Taylor, and it just, boy, it didn't Boy, work. if looks could kill. But that's not the worst line. Right. I mean, I, if you would have, I could see someone delivering that a little bit better, and then he kind of threw his writers under the bus. And this is where I kind of feel bad for him, because he said he just got the gig recently. Some I wrote, some other people wrote. Robert De Niro's here. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You got, you're kidding me, right? Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Like I said, I didn't write all these. So a lot of people are participating, or I mean, they're, they're saying, look, he kind of threw the writers under the uh, bus. Yeah. I had 10 days to prepare for this. The writers gave me a bunch of jokes. I wrote some of these. The ones you're laughing at are the ones. And that Taylor Swift joke that just bombed, I didn't write that one. I think that's basically what he was trying to say. I've got nothing against the guy. Maybe he's funny. I, I, I have no idea. But I do think it's a, it's a really, really tough room. And I think he said that. He went on Who is some he? morning show. He's a comedian, actor, oh. comedian. Yeah, have, have you no ever idea. heard of him? No. Ever? No, none and of us have ever had. What's he been in? Anything? You stand up. He's a stand-up guy. Oh, all right. He fills now. He fills arenas. That's pretty good. I don't know why good. I'm annoyed, but uh, that somehow <laughs> annoys me. Well, it annoys me to a certain extent too. However, you know, for him, even though he bombed, you know how many people know the name Joe Coy today well, now that they didn't do. know the damn name yeah. yesterday or the day before? I'm I'd sure say, that's why he said yes. Yeah, exactly. All right, a couple other stories that I want to touch on. I'll get to this Lloyd Austin stuff. Our defense secretary goes in the hospital a week ago, then he doesn't tell anybody, and nobody knows. Biden doesn't know. Nobody's really told. It, it's weird, and there are some serious issues around that that we will get to. But the uh, the Boeing blowout plane, I was at the gym on Saturday morning on the elliptical suit, and I'm watching some CNN, I think. Maybe they had Fox up there. And it talked about this Alaska Airlines Boeing 737 Max that had this blowout over Portland. Now, you've heard about this, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Fred, this is quite the story, isn't yeah. it? 
It was an in-flight blowout over Oregon. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Nobody was hurt. They, they brought the plane down, but certainly it Jeez. scared the hell out of people. But listen to this person from the NTSB talk about what happened. Because, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I, I think about these things when I'm – usually it's takeoff and landing. Right. Flying does not really freak me out. And it's not like I'm super nervous. But whenever I take off on a flight, I do have a fleeting thought that says – Hmm, I wonder if we're going to crash, because that's when you crash. You usually crash, like, right away, typically. I don't, not that I know, because I've never been in a crash, but you know what I'm saying. But this this is what, go ahead. This is what the NTSB spokesperson said. Tell me if this doesn't kind of worry you, right, when you hear her explanation for what, what was going on with the plane. There was a decision by Alaska Airlines to... Um, a restriction, actually, they put in place. They call it an ETOPS restriction that uh, prevented that plane uh, from being flown to Hawaii over uh, water. So that it could, if so, if some light did illuminate, it could return very quickly to an airport. Well, okay. How about if that is an issue with my airplane that I'm going to go up in and travel across the country? I don't care if there's water or land involved. Maybe we put that one in the garage and we see if we can figure what out what's wrong with in it. The, they say that this was a refrigerator-sized hole. Right. Oh, now, I, I saw the pictures. And when you look at the pictures, you think, what if you were on... Holy Toledo. And they were lucky that the two seats right next to the door were empty. Yeah, what if yeah. they weren't, Fred? I right. had that well, thought, too. Well, if they didn't have their seatbelts on, I'm not sure they'd be with us. But th- this is weird, too, because the NTSB is not going to have the benefits of the pilot's conversations from the plane's black box. Do you know that? Why? This system, or I guess the system on this model of Boeing aircraft, overwrites all recordings after two hours. So those <sighs> Records were not preserved. Okay, now that seems like a bad idea. It does. So let's listen to some of the passengers here that were on this plane. There was almost multiple explosions, and it at first felt like all of the air from outside rushed into the cabin, and particles were flying everywhere. I'm not sure what that was, if it was ice or debris from the the plane itself, Uh, but it, it came forward, and then it got sucked back out very dramatically. I want to see if I can explain this cut to you a little bit better. I want you to listen to this again. There was almost multiple explosions, and it at first felt like all of the air from outside rushed into the cabin. Let me let me just focus on that. I think it might have felt like that because that's what happened. <laughs> Mark, I was <laughs> screaming that in my head Okay, over here. here's Evan Smith. He was on this. It was about as wide as a refrigerator and about as high as two-thirds of a refrigerator in height. There was a really loud bang towards the left rear of the plane and a whooshy noise and all the air masks dropped and they said there was a kid in that row who his shirt was sucked off him and out of the plane and his mother was holding on to him to make sure he didn't go with it a couple can things about you, that one yeah can you imagine what the your kid is getting sucked out of an airplane and the shirt's getting sucked off of him i will say this whooshy noise one two three exclamation point is my new password that's, that's i've awesome. decided that's, on that this is vicky Krebs. she was also a passenger around that Ten thousand feet, you know, they give you that spiel that mm-hmm. to keep your seatbelts fastened, and so that had had happened. And then um, I sort of hear a swishing above me. My brain processed it as swishy noise, um, which I think may have been depressurization. Um, then my body is sort of thrown forward. Now she says she didn't really know about the hole. No, I knew there was a sense of a boom. Um, I don't know if I felt that or heard it, um, but not till 
there was like a mist in the air um, immediately following. Um, I my brain was processing it as smoke. I can't even imagine what you would feel. And she said, "Look, she, you think you're going to die, probably, right?" Uh, I'm a religious lady, and so once kids were masked and settled in, and you know, I took their hands, um, we did say a prayer. You know that if we were going to meet Jesus today that we knew we were going to be safely in his arms. Oh, we love this cut. Fred Fred highlighted this one in particular because Vicky and I don't know if did she do this during the interview or was this something no, she this had was, recorded? No, this was this um, was before they got on the next plane to finish their flight. She took she talked to her another she plane. T- she talked talked to her two grandkids. Well, she's got grandkids with her, so she decides, like, oh, hey, three and four, how three are, and five. How are you guys doing? This is awesome. I mean, if it, we say kids are resilient, kids are resilient. You hope that this is true. Were you scared? Oh, I was scared. Half scared. How did you do? Did you follow all the rules? Yeah, pro. You're a pro? Yeah. Are you afraid today? No. Why not? Because because, it, because, because it's, it's, a, it's a rare chance. It's a one out of a thousand chance of it happening. One out of a billion. <laughs> yeah, oh it's like gosh. one out of a billion. So you, you do hope that it's not going to happen on a regular basis, but that is a crazy story that could have ended a lot worse. There's no doubt about that. Uh, State Senator Nick Schroer is going to join us next. Is he going to get in this congressional race? He's also going to talk about the formation of what they're calling the Freedom Caucus in the legislature. And Michael Boyd, who is a great aviation analyst, is going to weigh in on that story at 345 this afternoon as well on the Alaska Air story. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So you familiar? You probably are because you're, you're more dialed into some things like this, but this caught me off guard. The whole um, 
Valentine's Stanley Tumblr thing. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It is weird. I'm going to explain it all because it caught me off guard. I read about it this morning in the, um, I think, of the New York Times. It had to be one of the most important stories of the day if it's in the New York Times, right? There's no doubt about that. There's nothing else to cover in the uh, in the world. So we're going to get to that. We have Sue's News. Greg Salisbury with us at 425. He's a former president of Western Colorado University and has done really some great investigative work about the military and diversity, equity, inclusion, and critical race theory. We got Cusimano coming up at 445 and then some great stuff in the 5 o'clock hour with Jane Duker on this Rams money and Carol Markowitz from the New York Post as well. Uh, State Senator Nick Schroer, who is a regular on this show and also on the Reardon Roundtable. Maybe we might get him this Friday. He's with us on uh, a couple of different things that are going on in Jeff City. Nick, how are you this afternoon, Senator? I am wonderful, and I know this isn't the uh, update that you want to hear, but out in Jeff City, it, it is snowing the size of hamsters so hopefully that'll be coming uh, your way if you're a child and if you're a driver maybe it'll just be rain yeah sue and i were talking about this it's a little confusing what the uh, forecast holds and i looked ahead because my son lives in columbia and was going to come up this weekend your mid-missouri forecast if you're heading that way a lot is a lot worse than ours here in the st louis right. area nick yeah it just came out of nowhere we had a little bit of rain coming up here from god's country st charles county driving to the capital and started as rain, and then the biggest snowflakes I've seen in years. So I don't know if that's due to, uh, uh, you know, this crazy weather weather patterns, or did uh, Joe Biden put something in the sky? We don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you say hamster size, because I don't know if you heard Dave Murray likes to use that, or at least he used that, Sue, last week, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It's his favorite one. He likes to put it on Facebook, <laughs> you know, with giant hamsters coming out of the sky. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's where awesome. I get it from. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Well, uh, I want to talk about the uh, the congressional race possibility here in a second, but l- let's talk about the legislative session. It kicked off last week, and you are part of what is being called the uh, the Freedom Caucus in Jeff City, right? Absolutely. I'm a uh, founding member. We were chosen by uh, the State Freedom Caucus Network, and that branched off from the Congressional House Freedom Caucus. Jim Jordan, uh, Byron Donalds, Chip Roy, some of the guys that I really follow and agree with uh, most of the time. They they started the Freedom Caucus, and it kind of branched off. We're the 12th state that uh, the State Freedom Caucus kind of looked at the dysfunction that was happening in our state. We've got a supermajority Republican Party that really hasn't gotten anything done that we the people want. Uh, you know, if you're a lobbyist or special interest group, you may say otherwise. But we the people have been wanting a lot of things to get done. This group vetted us. They, they researched all of our voting records and chose us, and, and now we're kind of branching off into inviting other members to join. So what what's the goal here? Well, ultimately, uh, using some of the resources from this this mothership group, uh, we can look at a lot of these bills. I know in the Senate, there's, a, there's something called a Senate substitute, where you could have a 400-page bill, and the moment that it comes up, somebody drops a Senate substitute, turns it into 500 pages, 1,000 pages. And this group can help kind of vet what is going on, what, what's in that bill. You might have one good piece, but three-fourths of it is expanding government or expanding taxes. So that's going to kind of help us. There's legal teams that we can actually – utilize when we're not in session or or if we're in session uh, to deal with some of these issues that we're seeing in my neck of the woods, like the school board issue in Wentzville, where the attorney general had to step in because no other attorney would. This is something that uh, America First Legal, which is linked to the State Freedom Caucus Network, they can help us try and and preserve some of the individual rights that are being uh, trampled upon outside of the state capitol. But essentially, this is to ensure that we are going to keep a close eye on all of the legislation that's that's moving forward uh, and try to limit government as best as we can, protect the individual rights of Missourians. And uh, over the past several 
several years, we've seen some of these caucuses uh, kind of cre- you know be created and then dissolve away. This is not like that. Now we have a, a, a team of 12 other states, the congressional members right now, uh, con- Congressman Eric Burleson is the only one in the Congress uh, for the state of Missouri. But I think, you know, together, uh, trying to bring the party together and stop the name calling, stop the, the petulant childlike actions that we've seen from people much older than me who've been in politics much longer than I have. That's what we have to get over if we're going to focus on doing the right stuff. And that's preserving the constitutional individual rights for uh, citizens. One of the quotes that was in our local paper, Senator, was from a colleague by the name of Rick Bratton, who's from Lee Summit. And he said this, and I know this is his quote, but I, I don't know if you could put this into further context. He said, peace is no option. I'm not going to be spiteful, tw- spiteful rather, toward an individual. I'm not going to be hateful, but in terms of advancing policy, this will be a show-no-prisoner type approach. Can you put that into further context, what that means exactly? Well, yeah. So being in Jeff City, I was elected back in 2016, took the oath uh, in the House side back in 2017. And ever since then, we've been told that we can't do uh, controversial issues like my Missouri Stands for the Unborn Act, which I filed in 2019. We were told, no, no, it's too controversial. We need to keep the peace. We need to keep the peace. And that's where I think Rick was aiming uh, his quote at, because we haven't been able to bring up controversial issues like getting DEI and CRT and all of those things out of our curriculum. Uh, We we can't bring up things like the illegal immigration that's flooding into St. Louis because Tashara Jones wants to open the doors even further to the illegal immigrants that have been shipped into Chicago. And I think that's where he's kind of aiming at is, look, let's actually look at the policy. Let's not worry about what's controversial, what's going to maintain the peace, because we weren't elected to come down here and make friends. We were elected to come down here and do the people's work. And for the past several years, it's been very difficult to get anything done that we, the people, actually want. But if you, in the end, you you end up with uh, another session that doesn't have a lot, and this is always going to be, everyone's going to judge these things differently, but if in the end you don't have a lot of results, then um, is it worth it just to be obstructionist? Because you want to put your foot down, you want to make sure that you're going to fight for these things. That's completely understandable. But if, if there's no achievements in the legislature along the lines of what people might expect is isn't that a failure well that's where we have learned that's where i think you know looking at where the the failures of the past caucuses have been the freedom caucus is is going to learn from that and you know i think bringing people together on the things that truly matter and this has been one of my big things that i said on the house or on the senate floor on wednesday is look there's a lot of personal feuds that are going on right now i hear it all the time that i'm not going to support this person's bill I like it. I like the context of it, but I don't like them. Or I'm going to go out there and filibuster their bill just because it's this person, not because of what they're doing. We need to get past that. And I think you know the, the, the leadership has done a terrible job of actually bringing the party together and trying to focus on what really matters, the party platform, which we've ignored for so many years. But now we have the time, the perfect time to lead by example. And I think the Freedom Caucus is going to do just that. And I think case in point on social media, when the Freedom Caucus was announced, there was some blowback. Uh, the, the Senator Caleb Browden, who leads the Senate, uh, started calling the question if we were pro-school choice. And I said, absolutely. And I got him to admit that, yes, he's going to bring a, a all-encompassing universal school choice bill up in the first few weeks. We're going to hear that this week in the Education Committee. So next week or thereafter, that should be one of the biggest bills that we've done since my time in the legislature, and I think it, be- it comes because the Freedom Caucus is saying, no, we need to start doing the people's work. Whether it's hard, whether it's controversial, that's what we were elected to do. So we broke a little news on Friday's roundtable. Mary Elizabeth Coleman, you know her. Your colleague, Senator Coleman from uh, Jefferson County, was on the panel, and she asked permission to make an announcement. That announcement, I granted that. 
Uh, and she made the announcement that she is, in fact, going to run for Congress in District 3 in the aftermath of uh, the current congressman, Blaine Lukemeyer, announcing he will not seek re-election. That has sparked the interest of a lot of other people, including maybe you. So are you thinking about this? Have you made a decision? Would you like to break some news this afternoon, Senator? What's your take on that? Well, I'll tell you right now, it's still something that, uh, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm praying about. Uh, it's got to be a decision that's going to help the people of the state of Missouri. And I think as of right now, we see in D.C. that the federal government is just as dysfunctional, if not worse, than what we have here in the state of Missouri. Uh, you know, the, the issues that we're seeing for, on a daily basis under the Biden administration is making our lives worse. Our individual rights are further being depleted. So we need a constitutional conservative with a proven record that's going to go down there and knock some heads together for the people of Missouri. Is it going to be me? I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I will tell you, if State Senator Bob Onder, former state senator who's running for lieutenant governor right now, he's been a friend, an ally, a mentor of mine. If he does not run, you can count on me. There's a couple other pieces that may drop. Uh, there's rumors right now, and I don't know if it's true. I respect and like uh, the Wagner family, Ray and Ann, but there are rumors circulating right now that she may be retiring. So I'm keeping my options open as of right now. But again, I'm praying on it, talking to supporters, talking to people in my district. There's a lot of encouragement wanting me to run, but uh, we'll see in the next couple of weeks. All right. Well, keep keep me posted. And, and certainly if, if Ann would decide not to run for election, that would be a game changer as well. And, you know, here this is weird to me, so I'm just asking. I'm not trying to create trouble or anything. But it seems like most of the people interested in District 3 don't live in District 3. Do you live in District 3? You know, it, it is unique. I've seen, you know, uh, Mary Elizabeth Coleman lives in uh, Jason Smith's district. That's uh, even past Ann Wagner's district. We've got Tony Lukemeyer, the distant cousin of Blaine Lukemeyer, who lives in a totally different, I think, Sam Graves All district. the state, yeah. Yes. My district is smack dab uh, right in the middle. My residence that I live at currently is right on the line between Ann's and Blaine's. I previously lived in Blaine's for, I think it was six or seven years. But uh, yeah, I, I currently live right on the edge in Ann Wagner's district. Yeah, it's so weird. Anyway, all right, Nick, thank you so much for coming on here this afternoon. Keep us posted on the legislature and, and on this decision. Uh, and we hope to hear from you soon. Yeah, thank you all. I, I'd have be very day. curious. I have not spoken with Congresswoman Wagner. Probably time to get her on the uh, the air anyway, but that would make for some really different uh, or interesting moments politically. I don't know that's a good idea, though. Let's kind of settle things down. Maybe one open seat at a time. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Ashcroft was... Uh... Swatted, as they say. This is becoming way, way too common where public officials are uh, – someone calls in some sort of you know emergency, and then all of a yeah. sudden the cops well, and the fire department is at your door. Right. The SWAT team shows up at your house Not if you've been thing. swatted. So you can hear the excitement here if that's the word to use from the cockpit of this uh, Alaska Airlines flight that went awry. The plane emergency. We need to descend down to 10,000. Yeah, it sounded a little exciting. Mike Boyd is here, aviation analyst. He's been on the show many times before. He's the president of the Boyd Group International. We've talked to you about many different things related to aviation, Mike, but this this one can kind of scare the heck out of you and get your attention, right? Well, it sure can. It was just reported that United found four airplanes with, quote, loose bolts. So, yeah, it does bother us a little bit, sure. So the one thing that, and I played this earlier, this is um, Jennifer Homan, who is with the NTSB. There was a decision by Alaska Airlines to 
um, uh, a restriction, actually, they put in place. They call it an ETOPS restriction that uh, prevented that plane uh, from being flown to Hawaii over uh, water. So that it could, if, so, if some light did illuminate, it could return very quickly to an airport. You tell me that my airplane is okay to go from like St. Louis to Los Angeles, but you're not going to go over the ocean. I'm probably going to say, I don't want to take Holy that airplane, cow. right? Is that, is that common that that happens? Sure it is. When you go over Hawaii, you have to be ETOPS qualified, which means the airplane has to have certain equipment on it, uh, certain uh, specifications, etc. And that airplane may have been out of spec or out of uh, certain amounts of equipment or time or something. So that's not uncommon to say this airplane isn't going to Hawaii. That that in itself is not an indication the airplane was unsafe. Okay, Mike, it's Sue. Will you tell us exactly what happened on this flight so we can understand it? Because I've heard these stories, and I'm like, refrigerator-sized hole. Could you walk us through it? Well, if you take a look at a, uh, uh, basically an emergency exit when you're on an airplane, it's about the size of a refrigerator. That's what opened up. There was a panel over that because we, the airline, United and uh, Alaska don't need that emergency exit. They don't have enough people on board to require it. And apparently it just popped out. Now, that's not anything you look at and decide, oh, fix it. The fact is there was a major problem that caused part of the airplane to pop out. What it what basically was was an emergency uh, cutout that popped out. Um, no excuse for it, frankly. So I've heard a couple of different reports or seen some things on uh, social media where did they find some things that have fallen to the ground? Have some people located? I even saw one tweet where someone found an iPhone that got dropped from the plane and it was Holy perfect cow. shape. Yeah, there was a little guy wandering around saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? But other than that, uh, they, they did find the door in the backyard. It was about a 60-pound door. So they found the parts that came down. There's no question they found it. Now they're going to go back and say, why did it come out? But the fact that it came out, if it had come out at 30,000 feet rather than 16,000, we'd be talking about a different subject yeah. right now. Holy cow. Okay, Mike, they said that there was a, a kid, right, two seats in or three, who, uh, you know, the, the shirt was ripped from him and his mother had to hold on to him. Now, if, if there had there been somebody in those two seats closer to where this happened, would they have been sucked out? I mean, that's what we all think. Would that have been reality? It could have been. He also lost his teddy bear. I mean, it was. this is bad stuff. It could have been. But, uh, again, the real issue is going to come up in the next couple of days when we find out if there's a lot of other airplanes with this. It's actually good news to find out that there were loose bolts because that means the airplane didn't have a structural problem. And a mecha- it had a manufacturing problem. Mm. You know, one thing, and I, I think I've said this out loud before, Mike, maybe you and I have talked about it. it when it comes to flying, it, it's amazing to me that there aren't more accidents or there aren't things like this you, know, you think about it, I think about it all the time when I'm flying these planes are in many cases very very old so I think overall it's really amazing how safe airline travel is but in this particular case I mean one of the questions obviously is they do all these checks is this something that just could have been some sort of weird equipment aberration or a, is a a check that something would have been required maybe didn't happen is that a possibility here well this airplane involved was basically no Oh. You know, it was it came out in October, so it wasn't like it was worn out. I believe from what we're seeing here, we have a problem with it's. Uh, they just didn't manufacture it properly because the bolts are loose. Some didn't tighten up the bolts. Mm-hmm. That's the big issue. And also, this airplane apparently had had pressurization problems. You know, earlier on, you know, earlier in the day or something that would indicate something. But it's not uncommon to have that sometimes. So I think the real issue here is Boeing had an airplane that probably was not totally. 
manufactured properly. Wow. All right, Mike Boyd from Boyd Aviation, thank you for the update. It's quite the story. Obviously, a lot of people are curious in this one. We'll see if we get some answers. Take care. Thank you. Be good, sir. Wow, that's just a, it's nuts, isn't it? Just some tightened bolts. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Holy maybe, Toledo. Maybe you make sure those are tight. Aren't you kind of amazed, though? In I mentioned this earlier when we were doing the monologue and we were talking about playing some of the audio, which might reappear as audio cut of the day from the passengers. It's And I don't obsess over it, but I do give a fleeting thought upon you know, takeoff and landing sometimes saying, hey, is this it? Even though that's irrational because planes don't crash very often. But... I think about it in terms, this is interesting because this is a new airplane. I think of it on in terms of some of these airplanes that are really old, thinking, wait a second, isn't something bound to happen? You know, maybe on the old ones, they're more uh, cognizant and they want to make sure everything's fine. If it's a new one, you think, oh, it should be fine. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess what happened was is the, the door plug near the back of the aircraft was found and some guy found it like in his backyard. Holy cow. Six miles west of Portland's downtown. And uh, then somebody, I, I, I wish I would have kept this tweet because I don't think I did, but somebody found an iPhone or a phone that was dropped to the ground as well. And it wasn't really in that bad a condition. So this we'll continue like to cover that. a bad movie, Mark. Can you imagine you're sitting there and suddenly this fake, you know, well, plug door just goes flying out. Some kid is losing his shirt. His mother is holding on to him for dear life. And all the air things fall, you know, the masks so that everybody can breathe properly. You've got a hole in the plane while you're flying. That, it's nuts. And like he said, and I think we all know, if this plane was a little bit higher in the air, there would have been um, a lot of issues, obviously, and people would not have survived. We're going to take a break, obviously, at the top of the hour. I'm going to get into this issue just because it was unfamiliar. I saw some references to it in the past couple of weeks, but honestly, I did not understand anything about this whole um, deal at Target with the Stan- the Stanley. To me, Stanley is like a, a tool company, right? Oh, well. But this is not no. that. This is something different. It's mm-hmm. these cups, sort of like, um, what's the other thing that insulates your drinks? You mean the steel, like a Serengeti, or a, a, you mean the other brands yeah. of them? They're steel, and then they're uh, on the outside. It keeps everything super right, cold. Right, but isn't that kind of what this thing is? Uh-huh. And they had a special edition, and people are getting trampled at Target, et cetera. So we'll talk about that before Sue's News. After that, Greg Salisbury, who is a former president of Western Colorado University, did some really good digging here on the military, providing some answers, or really, he's saying that the military needs to provide some better answers on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And let me just quickly talk about the um, the Lloyd Austin story. So, have you followed that at all? No. Who's Lloyd well, Austin? Well, Lloyd Austin is our defense secretary. I mean, sorry. Oops. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a fair amount of the American people would not really know who Lloyd Austin was. But what happened was, is a week ago today, he went into the hospital. It's fine because people get sick, right? You know that that's going to happen. I think it was re- relatively serious, but he didn't tell anybody, or somebody didn't tell the president. Nobody really knew who was in charge. The person, by the way, the person who was in charge, the assistant um, secretary, was down in the Caribbean on vacation, I think. So he had some sort of injury on his left shoulder. He needed surgery. He went to this two-hour procedure that would take place under local anesthesia. And I guess, um, you know, what happened was... No, actually, wait. I'm kind of reading this Did he just forget here. to mention it to anybody No, hang on a second. I'm reading, oh. I'm reading from a Time Magazine piece because I couldn't get the Wall Street Journal one to come up because I wasn't signed in. They were actually referring to something that had happened to Donald Rumsfeld. But the, the issue here is that there's serious questions about who is in charge of the Defense Department. And by the way, it's not like we're in a period here where there's not conflicts around the globe. 
and we got Houthis that are shooting at American warships and things like that. So pretty serious questions. Joe Biden has said today, and I don't know who's seriously calling for this. I think some people are. Some Republicans have said, look, he needs to resign because this is uh, too much of a fiasco. President Biden says he's not going to consider that. But we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Plus, an audio cut of the day and more. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 